Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. As coaches, we've all had those moments where we've held ourselves back. Whether it's fear, perfectionism, distraction, overwhelm, as humans walking the planet, we've all been there. It's painful, especially when we know we're doing it. We see it happening, yet we just can't seem to break free from our sabotaging behaviors. Hi there, it's Dallas Travers, and today's Six Figure Coach podcast episode is one of my favorites because we tackle self-sabotage head on. My guest is Randy Corlin Roberts, who left her extremely successful corporate career to become a coach. Randy's got a massively successful track record, yet lately she's held herself back from putting her coaching business out there. Yes, she's got private clients, but Randy wants more. A big mailing list, an active online community, successful courses that make an impact. So this week, we explore what's holding Randy back and come up with a crystal clear plan to overcome the natural discomfort and sabotage that occur when any of us tries something new. We didn't create a laundry list of actions for her to take. Instead, we uncovered a new way for Randy to see herself. Randy shows up ready to do this work, so I know you'll get a ton out of this episode. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, Randy. Thank you so much for volunteering for today. I was, for everyone listening, Randy and I were just catching up a little bit before officially recording. And the thing that you are bringing to the table here is something that I struggle with. I'm sure a lot of other people struggle with it as well. So I'm excited to dive in and see where today takes us. Thank you for sharing that. It Sometimes it feels like you know, running our own businesses, sometimes even with a team, it can feel like it, you're very alone in that problem. So that that's good to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we should let everyone know what we're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me what you want to walk away with from our time together today. Sure. And then we may need to give our listeners a little context, but what do you want to yeah. walk away with? Absolutely. So I am at a point, I've been coaching for about four years now, and I am at a point where I am so ready to go beyond just the one-on-one coaching, which I love, but I'm ready to, to broaden and do more things. And I know that that means I need to get really public about what I'm doing. And I need to put myself out there, build my list, build my community, do all those great things. Um, and I have seen it done really well. And I've patterned a lot of my planning around what we learn in the Six Figure Coach Club. And I get like right on the edge and I hold myself back. I feel like I'm diving in the pool, but I'm not letting myself dive in the pool. And I need to break through that. I really do. So that's that's what I'm hoping to get 
uh, get through today. I have some, some, you know, tactics planned. I have sort of an action plan ready, but I am holding myself back. So, and it is so painful when you know you're doing that, isn't it? <laughs> yes. As a coach, I feel like I should know better. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Well, you should, damn it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're done. We're and done. That's the wrap. <laughs> you know, I, I shared this with you too, but I want to share it with our listeners. You know, I... I feel the same way and I see myself do it in my own business, which might surprise some people, right? But I believe any ambitious person, anyone with goals and mission, we go through periods where we see where we are out of integrity with ourselves, right? We see where we don't follow through. We see where we're afraid. We see when we're making excuses. So we all do it. And this has really been something I have struggled with this year in particular. Um, Just just seeing where I'm playing at like 85%. Yeah. Right. And 85% for me might be different than what 85% for you looks like or someone down the street. But I think a lot of people listening relate to just witnessing ourselves up. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So do you yep. know what it looks like? Do you know when you're not holding yourself back? Who is that Randy? What is that picture? Yeah, I do. Um, I, before I became a coach, I was, you know, 30 years in the corporate world. I was a business leader. I was a vice president of one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world. And so I'm used to being out there and leading people and, you know, setting the vision and, and uh, leading the charge. And what I do now is so very different than that. And so in some ways, it's sort of scaling it from what did success look like then to what Mm -hmm. does success look like now? Um, And I can see it like I can when I'm in my zone of genius to steal your phrase, Mm -hmm. like I can totally see where my business needs to go and where I can take it. And, and I want to do that. Um, I, I don't, I, I can't figure out what's the spark between here and there. I have moments of seeing it. I have moments of being in it. Yeah. And it's not happening consistently enough. I keep stepping back from the edge. Yeah. I hear you. So you see the potential, you even have in a past life, right? The experience of what it looks like to be out there and leading the charge and yes, like succeeding at whatever you decide to succeed at. Yep. And now you're deciding and, and reneging on that promise and deciding and reneging on that promise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if the small part of you, the part of you that gets up to the edge of the swimming pool and then doesn't jump in, could talk to us right now, right? What would that part of you say? I think, um, I think some of it is I'm used to having the answers like, you know, with my clients, I mean, as a coach, we need to have our shit together, right? Like you can't be a coach that doesn't have it all together. Um, and, and there's a lot of elements. I totally have it together when I'm with my clients one-on-one, it is great, but there's these other elements that, that are new and that are, um, that feel very public. It feels very public for me to step out and try some new things and experiment with different things. A lot of it is social media or, or, 
putting my lead magnet out there to build my list and that. Um, it feels risky to step out there and do something new in a public way. And the truth is, there's nobody out there listening yet. <laughs> yeah, like right. I need to get them on board. Yeah. Um, but it it just, I feel like it needs to be perfect. Like I was ready to go a couple months ago and oh, no, I need to redo all my branding, which I've done and I love it. And I feel like part of that is coming out of the business world. I do want things to look polished and that kind yeah. of thing. So, so I feel good about that. But part of me wonders, hmm, was that a delay tactic? Um, so I, I really want it to be, I want to have people to be talking to. Yes, I relate. So what I understand, make, let me make sure I'm on track here, is you, A, don't have a lot of experience doing things publicly that haven't already been worked out. Yes, that's yeah. it. <laughs> and that feels very vulnerable yeah. and very risky. Yeah. And it sounds like it flies in the face of who I know you to be, someone who yeah. has it all together and has all of yeah. the years. So doing yeah. this massive experiment in public, that's what I, we joke about that on the calls every once in a while. All this is is fail running your own business is failing in public. That's what we do. <laughs> right. And that's, right. yeah, I, I don't want to yeah. do that. I'm, and, and yet I do it every day. Right. So I hear you. It's, it's that yeah. piece. It's, it's yeah. not just that it's unknown. It's that you are, you have zero practice doing something unfamiliar in front of people when it comes exactly. to your business. Yeah. Exactly. But I know I'm ready to do it. I mean, me being here today is a step, you know, and I shared this with you at the beginning was this, I, I got to the edge and I pulled back even on sending in the application for this because it did feel so public and so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But I tell my clients like that, that place out of your comfort zone is the growth zone and that's where you got to go. And I have to walk my talk on this. So that's what I'm trying to do. So I know I'm ready. Yes. Absolutely. We wouldn't be having this conversation if you weren't. Okay. So it would be really easy for the two of us to say, all right, well then you know what to do. Yeah. You're aware that you have this block. Yeah. So let's just turn yeah. it around, but there's something underneath, right? So let's tap back into the, the aspect of you that needs to get it right. It's not even perfectionism. I, what's coming up intuitively for me, Randy, is that it's a threat to like your place in the world, how you see yourself fitting into the world. The world would like go crooked on its access, um, access if you really took this action because it's so far out of how you show up in the world and in your life. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, so it's not just about looking stupid. It's like losing an identity or something. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I read something recently about um, – change, even if it's a really positive change, like, I, I can't remember what I was reading, but it was something along the lines of people that are, you know, living month to month, and then they win the lottery. And so like their life changes, their whole identity changes, even though it's really positive. And it's almost that kind of a thing. Yep. Like making any change feels much bigger than the thing. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Maxwell Maltz wrote a book about this I think it was in the 50s, maybe the 60s. He was a corrective surgeon. So his patients often had 
um, like cleft palates or hair lips, or they were burn victims. And he would, you know, have these successful surgeries and be amazed at a patient with a, a hair lip. His the def- the deformity gets repaired, and this person's life falls apart. So Dr. Maltz started really wow. researching this, and what he found, he called it self-image, right, is the way we walk through the world, we have a, a self-image. There is, it makes sense, like our place on the planet, how everything works, and like how we're connected to that. When something threatens our self-image, even if our self-image is like, I'm a big creep with nothing going for me. <laughs> um our nervous system reacts as yeah. though our life is being threatened. Yeah. So we do things that don't make sense. Yeah. Right? So, so Facebook um, is threatening my life. <laughs> Facebook is, yes, actually. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is, it's just good to know that you're human, right? And there's more going on here than just like, I'm afraid or I don't follow through or I know what to do and I'm not doing it. This is a threat to your self-image. Yeah, I guess. So how now do we, the good news is there's something we can do about this. And that is change your self-image even as you're taking the actions. Hmm. So okay. what, yeah. So what you hear me say that and what comes to mind, what would that look like? Um, that the, so it's hard for me to even say this, and I don't know if this is right, hmm. but maybe I need to somehow let go of my attachment to being somebody who always knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. So let's try this. The self-image of someone who, I'm going to back it up just for our listeners for a moment, and there's a, a very concrete story I can tell here. So back in the day, my first coaching business was serving actors. I had a client, I'll call her Jennifer. Jennifer and I worked together for about a a little over a year. She had a really clear goal, and that goal was to book a series regular. So that's like on your favorite television show, the actor that you see week after week, that's what she wanted. So a year, year and a half in, she booked a series regular. And this is back in the day where I saw clients in person. So I had a session with her. It was a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, my office was across the street from a wine shop, Wally's Wine Shop. <laughs> I went, I got a bottle of... Dangerous. I got us a bottle of champagne. I was thinking, oh, this is almost like a, this is going to be a celebra- celebratory session. And it oh. could be our last one. Like our work here is done. She came into that appointment threw herself on the couch. She was a wreck. Wow. And she was convinced she'd get fired on the first day, right? She had gotten more parking tickets in the last week than she had her whole time living in Los Angeles. The plumbing in her bathroom backfired. She and her husband weren't getting along. Like, you name it, everything was falling apart. And I, this is probably not the best coaching skills ever, but I sat back and looked at her and I started laughing because I saw it in front of me. Oh, her self-image is threatened. Mm -hmm. For a decade, she knew what life looked like to be an actress in pursuit of a dream. When the dream happened, who was she anymore? So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That landed so hard on me, Dallas, because... 
one of the ways that I chose my niche as a coach was in part based on my own experience, but others too, of when I got promoted to my dream job, I didn't know who I was anymore. And I lost a piece of my motivation and my drive that had made me so successful because I didn't have that goal anymore. Wow. So you've had this experience. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so vivid. It still is vivid. Right. So doesn't it make sense that you would walk up to the edge of the pool and not dive in? Yeah, I guess. And it's funny. I never connected those things because I feel like I I have in no way connected trying, like I call it trying to play bigger and build my community. But what it feels to me like is small. It feels like getting going on Facebook and getting going with my, my lead magnet and my list it doesn't feel like the edge of success. That's like totally turned on its head. Right. What does it feel like? It feels like doing little stuff that I don't know if it's going to work. Yes. Yeah. So there's like two pieces running here, right? One, we'll just stick with the language of self-image, right? Like you know how to, you know how the world works and the world works when Randy does things in front of people well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so by sharing your lead magnet with the world right that self-image is threatened because we don't know how it's going to go yeah and then there's this other layer which is so that's more heart connected and then there's the head connected piece which is this is not playing big this is like sending a couple of emails (laughs) yeah this like, and I don't know if there's judgment like this shouldn't be scary or this this isn't oh totally yeah Totally. Yeah. But this email could change your, your, your place in the world. Of course, to the, to the part of you that walks back from the edge, this is everything. Yeah. And one other thing I'll say about Dr. Maltz's work is he really dug in. He got a, went from being a plastic surgeon to a, a psychologist and studied like how our nervous system and how our brain functions. And he found that it's not it's like an innate fight or flight response mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's all about survival. So it it our mind tells us that sending an email or creating an, a lead magnet is no big deal, but our nervous system doesn't know that. Our nervous system knows that our identity is threatened. It's so funny, Dallas, because I guess I'm not that good at coaching myself. <laughs> No, none of us Um, are. (laughs) I know, I know, but you feel like you should know the answers, right? But a lot of what I do with my clients is energy work and and through my training, you know, talking about what happens to you, how you are in your sort of walking around steady state mode and what happens to you during stress. And I talk about this stuff and what I didn't realize is this is just driving me into that stress reaction. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. We coach what we're learning, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So let's play a game. Let's imagine. Okay, good. Well, imagine a woman with the required self-image, okay, to do the things you're learning in the club, like the lead magnet cross-promotion and pitching yourself for podcasts and and Mm -hmm. having a social strategy. So what is the self-image of the person who can do these even seemingly small tasks that propel them into the unknown and do them consistently? Say the first part again. 
Yeah. So what is the self-image of the person who mm-hmm. can follow through on these visibility actions that we're talking about here? Um, I think the self-image is around um, seeing the vision and having the confidence to move towards it, to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, something just landed for me. In the corporate world, the vision was really clear. It was almost created for you. It's like getting to be VP, right? And I, I see the track. The path is super clear. I know where the finish line is and I know what it looks like. Yep. I wonder if you haven't created a clear enough vision for what success looks like when you're, when your course is out there and you're doing these things. I, I think that you're on to something. I think in some ways I have, like I really um, embraced what we did at the six figure coach club retreat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have my, my plan and where I see the, you know, the money coming from next year and my clients and things like that. But somehow it feels, it seems academic. Like I know, and I went and revisited it prior to this conversation. Like I know I have on my plan for next year, I'm going to launch my course in, I'm going to run one in April. I'm going to run one in September. I'm going to have 12 people in each. It's going to bring in this much revenue. I'm clear on that. I have no idea where those 12 people are going to come from. Yes. And, and these are the things I know I need to do to find that out. Yes. And I think based on what we've talked about, there's a step before that. Because the truth is, you know, you do know where those people will come from. I can tell you the modules. I can tell you the videos <laughs> to go in. Like, you have the plan. What Yeah. you said academic, it's like you're bypassing here. And as coaches, we do this a lot when we coach ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, you're bypassing the vision of who you are when you're there. You know what the course looks like and what the revenue will be and what the students might be. And, but who are you when you're there? Okay. So the self-image of someone with a course in April and September and the list to support that, and right, is someone who holds a vision, someone who does whatever it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. What, if anything else, is included in that vision or that definition of the self-image? Um. Being willing to take a risk mm-hmm. means being willing that some of these things are not going to work, mm-hmm. which means that they're not going to work in public. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe it's that risk taking piece. That's what feels hard right now. Right. Someone who sees themselves as a risk taker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the world that I was in before, my whole corporate world, like I was taking risks, but in some ways they didn't feel like big risks. I I mean, I ran literally a billion dollar business in the U S with hundreds of people reporting to me, Yeah, but I had so much support around me and so many resources to pull on. I had to, I had to sell, I had to get them. I had to know how to use them, but it wasn't on me. It wasn't my business. I could get it rolling. And if I take a break, everything stops. Like it's totally different. Yes. Got it. So, and I think one of the big things, Dallas, I'm sorry, the last few years I've been seeing clients one-on-one and that felt very different than running a business, even though it is. So it's like more intimate. 
Right. And yeah, it was just easy for me. It was just me. I didn't have a team. I held back. I didn't want to take that step because it made it so much more complex. Now I need that. Yes. Got it. So back to the definition of the self-image, this is also someone who feels supported. Yeah. Yeah. That's never... It's, I've had lots of support around me in my life and it's been, it's one of my, I am like hyper independent. I do not let myself be dependent on anybody. So while I've had lots of support, asking for it or needing it is really hard. It's annoying. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But when we look at your, uh, corporate life, you knew there was like a whole infrastructure in place which gave you room to take risks. Exactly. Yeah, got it. Is there anything else we need to include in this definition of a self-image? I mean, nothing that's coming to mind. Is there like a category or something that I'm missing? There's nothing that's popping out to me either, right? Um, Maybe tell me if any of these lands, someone who also sees herself as resourceful. No, because I think I do. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. So this is someone who holds a vision. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They see themselves as a risk taker. They feel supported. There's something coming up for me, Randy, around, and you find your language, taking pleasure in making mistakes. Oh, my God. That is like you're speaking a foreign language. (laughs) And we're I don't even understand those words. <laughs> I'll give you an example. I I definitely still have perfectionist tendencies, but mm-hmm. I have motherhood has helped a lot letting all of that shit go. Um, yeah. But also, I um, I can't spell to save my life. I just I don't spell well at all, and that's actually part of my self image. I just know that what I like I don't spell well, and it's sort of a joke with. In my team, if I'm the last person who's touched it, it now has a typo. Like we we know that Dallas cannot spell. Got and, it. and so with that admission, I have permission to not spell well. And so that doesn't get in the way of me writing copy or posting on Instagram or these other things. And even if there are typos out there, it's so aligned with my self-image, it doesn't spin me out. Right. So I don't know, it sounds like taking pleasure in failing is a little too out there, but I'd love for us to include your words for that type of characteristic. It's interesting. This one is hard because since I do I, I do executive coaching, but I also do what I'm now calling career life coaching because yeah. I am on such a mission to help people love their careers. But because I'm in that professional space, it feels like it needs to be, if not perfect, close. Whereas I feel like in some of these other areas of coaching, there's a little bit more license to to be more real. I think maybe it's about authenticity, Dallas. Okay. And not holding myself to be perfect and and be okay having to fix some things. Okay. It just, sometimes it doesn't feel like my audience may be as... um, it may be may embrace that to the extent that other areas would. Yeah, I hear you. 
I hear you. So, and I also, I still want to push back a little bit. I feel like we need something here very specific that makes it other than just, I'm a risk taker, Mm -hmm. right? Like, how does this person respond when she does fail in public? We've got to have something in this definition around that. Okay. Well, so what I want to say is it's okay not to be perfect and just fix it. But I don't know if those words are too easy. Yeah. What if this is just as simple as this is someone who sees herself as capable of fixing problems? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yes. We're not being Pollyanna. It's okay to fail, right? Because it's not. (laughs) Right. But if I if if you see yourself as someone capable of fixing things, it creates a permission structure that wasn't there before. That's like genius. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> really. <laughs> um, it also, it's interesting because it just makes it more concrete than something like someone who believes it's okay to make mistakes, right? right. That just feels very fluffy to me and nebulous. And it, and it feels totally inconsistent with who I hold myself to be. Yeah. Whereas capable of fixing problems, it's like such, it's, yeah, it's so in my lane. Great. Okay. So here's my invitation for you. Actually, before we move on to that, let's just take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about how to develop these skills that we just defined. Excellent. The most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called the Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, the Coach Class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures, and the Coach Class will show it to you. Registration is open this week, so again, and the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. Welcome back. This is Dallas Travers. And Randy and I, we are really getting close to something here. So Randy, we talked about this idea of self-image, right? And you have a lifetime of really succeeding in public. So you, there's a certain way you see yourself in the world a way that you hold yourself. And we realize that in order for you to be consistent on the actions you really want to follow through on next year, we need to cultivate a more well-rounded self-image. So when I asked you to define the self-image of someone who follows through on these next level marketing steps, what we came up with was this is someone who holds a vision and does whatever it takes to get there. They are a risk taker who feels supported and knows that they can fix problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's up for you when you go through that list? 
I, I just, I feel like I can take a deep breath. Yeah. This isn't far off, if at all, from who you actually are. We've just reframed it a little bit here. Yeah. So at the retreat, you made your 2021 plan, right? You know what the numbers look like and the revenue, and we've got our goals. If there was another layer to that plan, which was dedicated to cultivating these qualities, and I just want to be clear for everyone listening, this quality of fixing, it's not how do you become a better fixer of problems? It's how do you cultivate the quality of really seeing yourself as someone who is like that, right? Because you are like that. And when mm-hmm. it comes to this marketing, you've kind of forgotten that piece. Mm-hmm. So, so now we've got this, these, this extra project and the project is cultivating your cultivating these qualities or cultivating your awareness of these qualities. What would that look like if you turn this into an assignment for yourself? I think that what's coming to mind is sort of finding empirical evidence for whether those things are true or not. I mean, it's, it sounds very academic, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I'm onto it because, you know, this piece, the last piece of, you know, seeing myself as someone capable of fixing problems. I totally do. Yeah. And it's the thing you forget when you sit there and think about your lead magnet. Yeah. I'm capable of fixing problems in in familiar areas. Maybe I still don't believe that I'm capable of fixing problems in areas that I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's because you don't do it. You don't create problems in areas that you don't know. You don't go there. Right. You've, so if we look at your life, do we have any evidence to believe that you don't have the resources or the confidence to fix unknown problems? N- no. <laughs> Hell No. <laughs> Hell no. Right? Like VP of a billion dollar company or whatever you said earlier, you are someone, there's no reason to believe that you wouldn't figure out how to fix a problem. Mm -hmm. So if I'm just thinking about practices, right? So one practice that I have, for example, is every morning I walk up the stairs and I say to my office, okay, surprise me. Because I am a control freak, right? So it's just a little reminder to open myself up to the unexpected. So okay. like a little practice. So I've got my time. I'm. It's marketing time. The first thing I do before marketing time is write out on a little post-it and put it next to my computer. I can fix any problem. Just plugging back into that. It's funny. I have sticky notes. <sighs> In different places. Some of them are direct quotes from you. That's Others are sort of my own mantra or something. So this is totally up my alley. Yeah. Like I'm great at fixing problems. Oh, that's such a different, I say it. What a different experience, right? Okay. I'm going to pitch myself to this podcast and it just feels like this big unknown. And as soon as I say, oh, I'm great at fixing problems. I have permission to hit send. Yeah. Great. What about this yeah. risk? So that, that's what I was kind of going for in terms of that the other line on your project plan for 2021 is what mm-hmm. practices 
do you want to develop to really anchor in this self-image? Because it's there. You've just, we're, we're not making anything up. This list is, we described you, right? right? Just lost yep. touch of it. Yep. Um, I think... I think some visible reminders for me is one thing. I think sort of to steal from you, you know, if if you're telling your office to surprise you, I think maybe I need to look for things that need to be fixed a little bit. Look, give myself permission to, to, to break things or, you know, in this, in the, in the pursuit of moving this forward. Yep. I love how you said that, giving yourself permission to break things. Because if something breaks, you're the perfect person to fix it. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you listening who are getting all weird about affirmations, and now we're just inviting broken things into Randy's life, (laughs) take a breath. (laughs) Okay? Like, it's not that serious. What we're doing here is developing a muscle. This is just weight training. And the muscle we need to develop is the awareness of your ability to thrive in the uncertain, to recover from mistakes. All of these manifestation coaches, they're going to be DMing me. <laughs> Great. There's something else I want to invite, which is really, you're so clear on the, um, the rational part of your vision for 2021. Yeah. You got to get a little touchy feely with this too, I think, Randy. Okay. Whatever that looks like for you. Um, what I love doing is uh, I record myself reading. I, I write a living vision. So it's in present tense, just describing my awesomeness when a goal is accomplished. Mm-hmm. And then I record myself reading it. And I listen to that recording um, every day. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't do things like that. Yeah. Um I kind of, in some ways, I kind of hold like the professional coaching I do separate from that, the the deeper, the life coaching, and it's total bullshit. They're completely together. And that's why I'm calling this new aspect of my business career life coaching. Yes. So I need to play there more. Yeah. You got to get your woo-woo on. Yeah. And I do have woo-woo in the core. (laughs) (laughs) You're not hiding it very well, by the way. I know. I know. Good. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is all about tapping. So you, because you said it a couple of times, really creating a clear vision of who you are, who you are in September when your course launches a second time around and connecting to that picture, the feeling of it Mm -hmm. before you pull out the training on creating your lead magnet. It's sort of step one when you're moving into the unknown is to tap into that vision. Yeah. Yep. And I guess maybe the last thing I want to offer before we wrap up here is the importance of curiosity. I don't know if you'll relate to this, but so often I seek certainty in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like watching movies I haven't watched before. I shouldn't say this. (laughs) Delete, delete. I don't like watching movies I haven't seen before because I don't, what if I don't like the ending? I don't want to commit two hours to an ending I don't like. Mm -hmm. I need to know where we're going, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, which isn't helpful, especially if you're trying to go somewhere you've never been before. So I really look for areas where I can replace my need for certainty with a love of curiosity. Yeah. 
It's so funny because in the Six Figure Coach Club, I don't know if you remember, but several times you've had to give me permission to go ahead or go back or whatever because I need to see that. Yeah. And you can't. That's the hard part. You actually can't. Can't fast forward to the end of the film because this is a, this film has not been made yet, <laughs> right? Which sucks. And so great. I'm not like let's also stop pretending that we have to feel good every time we're taking an action. Sometimes it's getting through the action that brings the feeling we want. Right. You don't have to feel right. confident before sharing your lead magnet with people. If that was a prerequisite, no lead magnet would ever get shared with right. anyone. So just really, so I often, when I hear, when I feel myself saying like, oh, this is not going to go well, or what if, right? What if this sucks? I just shift the energy around that. Like, huh, I wonder, like I have this idea that this is going to go really bad. I wonder if that's true just to get myself off of the lane of certainty because it doesn't. Okay. Great. Okay. So I want to hear what you're walking away with. And how you're going to really anchor this in with tangible actions. Okay. So I think some of what I'm walking away with is just a little bit of a shift on the axis of of my self-image, which is, you know, rather than, um, uh, rather than being afraid of risks or uh, always needing to know exactly what I'm going to do seeing myself more as someone who's capable of fixing whatever comes, which I totally am. I just wasn't looking at it that way. Yeah. So I think that is huge. Um, and in, and I need to do a little bit of reflection on the, these um, uh, tools that we talked about, keeping all this present for myself, because it's really easy to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I think I need to, I need to think a little bit about what, will stay present for me. I'm committed to finding something to do that, to keep it in front of me all the time. And, and I'll work with my regular coach on it too, to keep it. Great. Great. Yeah. Good. So maybe that ticks the box around this feeling supported piece is you can bring this forward with your ongoing coach and they can definitely. Yeah. And with my team as well, because it's amazing, you know, even though I lead the team, just, in moving things forward and in delegating things to them, it's creating accountability for me because I've got to serve stuff up for them to do their piece with. Yes. So that's really helpful too. Yeah. Great. Well, this was okay. So before we started recording, I mentioned to you, like, it would just be easy to say, all right, well, here are some things to do to help yourself follow through. And I don't right. want that to necessarily be helpful. So what, if anything could prevent you from taking the, what we've done today and really moving forward with it? Um, I think that there is a risk of me stepping back from the edge again. And so I need to make myself accountable right now. So when we're done here, I'm going to sit down and write these commitments and I'm going to send it off to my coach right now. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, actually, I've started doing that a lot, even with my assistant. Here's some things I'm thinking about. Here's what we need to talk about next time to put myself out there and commit publicly as it will, as it is, um, to move it forward. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay, great. I think I'm going to prevent myself from stepping back from the edge. Great. Great. Or, and also you could step back. That's fine. Just step forward again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you, uh, you can say no, but boy, it would be great. We can have some extra support and accountability, sharing that message inside the club, post it in the Facebook group. Sure. Yeah. Great. Definitely. You're not the only one. Yeah. Way, so. No, I appreciate that. Sometimes it feels that way. It feels like everybody else, even though the group is makes themselves vulnerable and ask beautiful questions. I mean, there's such great examples of that. I respect everyone so much. Sometimes it does feel like everyone else has the answer to a greater, or maybe I just expect more out of myself. I don't know. Oh, we're I all a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. <laughs> and it's just, it's way easier to make up stories about how like much further along other people are because <laughs> yeah. then it's just, that's, that's easy. So, yeah. Well, this has been, helpful for me. So thank you for volunteering this and bringing this forward. I really look forward to seeing how these a deeper awareness of this self-image makes your process next year run a little bit more smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And thank course, you, Dallas. You're welcome. You're so welcome. And thank everyone else for tuning in. If this resonated at all, take some time to really clarify what self-image needs to be cultivated in order for you to follow through on the promises you've made to yourself. Thanks, everyone. We'll hear you again next week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.